Sabira Liette de Denith toyed with the glass in her hand as she watched her quarry from the far end of the Wavecrest Tavern's semicircular bar. The warm tang of iron spice drifted up to tickle her nose, and she grimaced, wishing again that she were not here on business. She'd been nursing the same tumbler of frostmantle fire for almost an hour now, and she wanted nothing more than to toss it back and signal for the tavern keep to bring her another, and leave the bottle this time. But even as diluted as it was, and watered down was the only way to get it this far from Corvair and the Maror Holds, the potent dwarven spirit still had a dangerous bite that she remembered well from her days on the Karnathi border. She couldn't afford to indulge now, but maybe later, after she'd arrested this latest piece of offal. Her gray eyes narrowed as she studied him over the rim of her glass. Riv Caldomas, probably a spy, definitely a murderer, and also apparently a card shark. The changeling, who today was masquerading as a fair-haired human artifact collector from Sharn, sat at a table near the bar, dealing out another hand of Jarrett's bluff. He'd already knocked two players out of the game, and he had a respectable pile of coins in front of him. The pile was half again the size of that of his nearest competitor, a florid, flower-coated man who could only be the village baker, one of the stores judging from the bald pate and paunch. The other remaining player, whose stack was smaller still, was an elf she didn't know, a ranger by the looks of him, and a frustrated one at that. From the way he chewed on the inside of his cheek, he obviously didn't care any more for this hand than he had for the last half-dozen Caldomas had dealt him. Whether the elf suspected he was being swindled, or merely thought he was having a run of bad luck, Sabira couldn't say. But she was convinced the changeling was cheating. She just couldn't figure out how. He wasn't dealing from the bottom of the deck, or using any holdout device she could detect, either hidden up one of his long sleeves or under the table. And other than the players, herself, and Prin, her partner for this job, no one in the common room had been there throughout the entire game. So the changeling couldn't be working with an associate. She didn't bother counting the serving girls or the tavern keep. There was no chance Sigmund Bowerson or his daughters would collude with an outsider to cheat the locals, who were their main source of income. If anything, it would be the other way around. This also precluded the changeling using marked cards, since the deck belonged to the tavern. Magic was always a possibility, but the report she'd gotten from Stormreach's Sentinel's Tower hadn't indicated Caldomas was a practitioner of anything more arcane than subterfuge and disguise. Of course, if the changeling were a spy, he'd have access to all sorts of artificer-wrought toys, any number of which could give him a definite edge in a card game. Not that it mattered. Whatever clever gadgets Caldomas might be carrying, they'd be no match for a pair of determined marshals. Sabira's latest partner had slipped in unnoticed a few moments ago, and was waiting in the shadows by the tavern door, crossbow in hand. Without glancing over at him, Sabira laid a silver sovereign on the bar, their agreed-upon sign. Pushing her stool back, she reached down for the shard axe propped against the bar, her hand curving reflexively around the familiar leather-wrapped haft. The weapon, an adamantine yagrosh, part axe and part spear, with a sharpened sybaris dragon shard forming its spear tip, 
had been a gift from her days back in the holds, the only thing she'd taken with her when she'd left that host-forsaken place. With it in her grasp, she was blessed with the strength, stability, and endurance of the Yugrosh's dwarven makers, and the weapon had served her in good stead over the years, as it would again today. She hefted the shard axe onto her shoulder like a jovial woodcutter, and then moved casually toward Caldomas's table. She paused as the baker laid his cards on the table. Three queens and two heirs, a configuration commonly known as the hags. A good hand, but not an unbeatable one.